0: Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It is 29 minutes to 1. Thank you so much for joining us. And on the line with me is Martin Ackerman, Ackerman, the so Chief Economist and Advisory Partner at Citadel. Martin, welcome back to HiFM.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks, Harvey. Good
0: pleasure. Martin, we chatted right in the very beginning when things were just starting to, to lock down. And now we are a couple of months into it and we've had, uh, just a release about the GDP figures. But let's, let's sort of break the show into pieces because There's a lot to discuss. So let's maybe start there. The the figures have just been released. I've just looked at them. We didn't expect anything great that's a negative figure. But put it in context for us. What does it really mean that we've had a negative GDP GDP growth? What does it mean for myself and my friends and my community?
1: Yeah, the the number that printed this morning – we need to keep in mind, you know, is up until the end of March. So the, you know, includes about five working days of lockdown. Um, so, you know, just to put it in perspective, it's a minus 2% decline um, quarter on quarter analyzed. Um So, you know, we can probably expect much worse numbers, um, for the second quarter, because, like I've said, we, the lockdown just started at the end of March. But what it means for, for me and you is that, you know, unfortunately, we went into this crisis already in a recession. Uh, this is now the third negative quarter in a row. Uh, so it shows that South Africa pre-COVID already struggled with structural issues to get the economy going. And what it means for 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 the, the person on the street is that in an environment like this where we battle to get the economy going, it will have a direct impact in terms of, of um, probably more people being unemployed, uh, the economy struggling to create permanent jobs, um, you know, the social environment getting squeezed quite a bit. And then unfortunately, you know, government not being in a position to balance the budget, which is putting again, more pressure on, on all consumers, whether that will be by paying more VAT or maybe income tax or something like that. So we growth environment, you know, unfortunately is, um, is not really helping us in, in getting things going. So I think that's, that's what this number is telling us. You know, we, we need to be uh, prepared for, for even Darker days ahead, um, because compared to other countries, you know, we unfortunately enter this crisis already on our knees. Um, but that doesn't mean that we will be able to stand up again after this and and get back to positive growth.
0: The bottom line is that it's really, really a bleak scenario because, we, as you said, we went into it weak. We have now been decimated by this lockdown. Um, You know, I was just reading that the the leading um, culprits of the lower growth even then was mining, which is now clearly been going to be even worse because they had a hard lockdown for a long time. And shutting a mine isn't like uh, shutting a spazer shop. It costs a lot of money to shut it. It costs even more money to reopen it. And while it's shut, it still costs you money. Um, It's one of those things if it's not running 24 hours a day, it's just burning cash. So uh, we we definitely are going to be looking, uh, you know, down the barrel of a gun going forward. Let me ask you if you can look into your crystal ball. In a year's time, is South Africa going to be solvent?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, a year from now, obviously a lot of things can change. Um, We had the updated budget last week. I must say that a lot of things that's being said uh, is the right things in terms of understanding the problem, addressing the problem. Um, but whether, you know, we will be able to to execute on that, that remains a challenge. And it's not just now, you know, it's something that we said for the last three, four, five budgets uh, that we need the political muscle to, to actually um, uh, execute on these plans. Now your question about whether we will be solvent, you know, I think South Africa is already in quite a a a very difficult position in terms of you know spending far too much, um, not matching that income with the right uh, spend expenses with with uh, the increase in revenue, for obvious reasons, you know, the economy not growing, Uh, and from the moment we plugging that gap by borrowing more money, um, and you know we. We don't really tax more, and that's why the minister are talking about the, the massive risk or major risk, rather, that we are going to be um, in a position where we uh, in a debt trap, and where we just pay more and more of our budget away servicing debt, and that is something we want to avoid. So, so to answer you, you know, I think we're already there, where we're in a position where we can't really afford the the, the lifestyle if I can put it that way, the, the expenses that's happening. Um, and, and that's maybe why the zero-based budget that's being proposed is, you know, a step in the right direction. So take yourself personally. You know, if you were spending last year, given your salary or your income, come this year, you know, a lot of us being seen a cut in our income, um, maybe you run your own business, so your, your income from the business is less. Maybe you even lost your job. So, you know, in that environment, if you think about your budget, you, you can't spend more than what you earn. And that's what a zero-based budget proposed to say, well, you know, it's one thing for the government over the past couple of years just to keep spending going at the same rate, but we don't get the income. So it will force us to say, well, you know, this is a different year. Uh, let's start by seeing how much we earn, and then what does that afford us to spend? So I do think, again, back to your earlier question, we will be able to solve this financial crisis in the country uh, if we execute on these plans. But unfortunately, if we don't see that uh, starting to play out in the next couple of months, then we're probably going to be in a liquidity issue uh, a year from now.
0: You know, in your press release from a few days ago, you said that our, our, our deficit was $304 billion. And such of the revenue, which now stands at 780 billion. I mean, some of you wrote that before the minister can spend one penny, 21 cents in the rand goes to debt. So there's, there's just really, we're really on a negative foot. But Martin, yeah. I've been reading your stuff and I've been talking to you for a while and I've picked up a change in the tone in your press release from the economist um, you know, world for you and your colleagues, is there a sense of deep
1: frustration that's coming through? Yeah, yes, I think you're right. You know, the um, we, we we look at all the economic plans. You can start with the national development plan. You can add to that the ANC recovery plan that's been uh, proposed or tabled uh, middle of May. Uh, the Minister of Finance' his own economic plan, and you know. From an economic point of view, economist point of view, um 99%, majority of the policy that they suggest is the right policy. And I know that if we execute that policy, then, you know, even with COVID, we will fix a lot of the problems oh. and South Africa will be at a but, much better place uh, two, three, four years down the line. Fantastic. The Master, yes. So on that, before we get to frustrations,
0: let's come back to the frustrations after the okay. break. Let's take a quick break and, uh, let's get some revenue in for the radio station and then we'll continue with the frustrations afterwards. Craig, let's go to Ed. This is RV on business. Well, back on the line with me is Martin Ackerman, who is the chief economist and advisory partner at Citadel. Martin, welcome back uh, to to the show.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Ollie.
0: Great. So you were, we're we just uh, finished looking at the positives. And then I'd asked you about the frustrations that you are feeling as an economist, together with your colleagues, with looking at the environment, and then I cut you just before you could deliver the the, the, the killer punch about the negative news. So go for it.
1: Yeah, well I think the frustration, you know, is that um we don't need to be in this position. Um like I've mentioned, the the economic plans are the right plans. We just need to execute them. So if I can take you back to October, the Minister of Finance in the medium term budget almost warned us that we can't continue down track and we need to see clear action before February. And then uh, we haven't really seen anything between October and February. Um, you know, in terms of cutting the wage bill. Or, they started with the SAA rescue, uh, business rescue, but you can even see today, you know, it's one step forward, two steps back. We, we're not making progress. So the fact that we in a gridlock in terms of executing on policies, is cost, costing us time and money, because if we could have delivered um, – something by February this year. You know, we could have avoided a downgrade. Um and that's a good position and I think we're getting frustrated because we understand what we need to do to fix the problem. Um we're even talking about it, but it's not happening. And if we continue down this line, then the reality will be that in a couple of months, in the next year or so, we will run into a dead trap. Um, and it will take many years, if ever, for South Africa to get out of that. So that that that's a frustration. If we know that there is a solution, if we know that there are people in government that believe in the same solution, um, yet you know, given the the, the political gridlock, we we don't get to the point where we can make progress on it.
0: You know, just to let me, if you wouldn't mind, just to read a, one paragraph out of your press release where you said, as usual, he's talking the talk. The minister so the speak is. Re- very solid. The minister is saying all the right things in terms of preventing runaway inflation and lowering the costs of doing business. He even used the phrase, we spend with wisdom and by doing that, we'll create jobs, reduce costs and build a competitive economy. And as you said, talking talk is about getting government to follow what the minister is saying. Now, Many, many years ago um, where Trevor Manuel was Minister of Finance, um, he had the ability to sidestep the populist economics at the time. He had the ability to stand up and do what was right for the economy, even though at the time he almost could see people suffering because of it. But he had to have a long-term plan. Is our minister at the moment able to do that, in your opinion?
1: So you know, um, back in the days, Trevor Manuel worked us into a surplus uh, yes, you know, we had a massive tailwind with the super commodities in China that, that joined uh, the global economy. So it's been a very different economic environment, but you're right, you know, uh, the, the, the call at the time definitely to spend more, um, you know, from a social point of view. And I, I guess, you know, in a country like South Africa, it's very important to realize that we need to get the balance right. It's the, the right answer is not the one or the other, it is is really getting the balance. Um, just where we are right now, we obviously need to spend, government needs to step in and support uh, to get the economy going, but also to to look after the social side of it. But uh, the Minister of Finance uh, really understands that, you know, it is unsustainable. And that's why he's saying that, you know, currently we pay the 20 odd cents in the rand on interest um, but if we continue down this line, it will very soon be 40 or $0.50, cent, and then obviously it's unsustainable. So not only will you get into a position where you can't even support the social grants, you know, you won't get the economy going to provide any further uh, um revenue. So to answer your question, yes, I do think Minister um, Mbouhenic can, can execute the plan. Um, it is obviously, you know, his input in terms of not only the plan but also the budget. He, he understands the situation, um, but he needs the support not only from the governments, but also the SEs and everybody else to actually pull in the same direction. I think that's what's still missing. Um, you know, there's other people in charge in terms of running some of the SOEs, uh looking after different departments, and there it's, you know, sometimes out of his hands, and, and we need to get one on am talking about the political muscle right through to actually execute on the plan.
0: Well, hopefully the president will stand behind him and allow him to flex his muscle and do what he needs to do. Martin, just before I let you go, um, just one last question. That I see a lot of people are asking me to ask you. Any idea what's going to happen with the repo rate in the next few weeks?
1: Yeah, so I think in line with the rest of the world, you know, we're in, we're in crisis mode. um so we are seeing uh, interest rates going down to all-time lows again in the West. Uh, our central bank has been very proactive with the cuts that we've seen so far. So I think there is room for for further cuts. Um, you know, the target from the central bank is on inflation. Inflation at this point in time is moving lower and lower. Just the environment we're in, there's there's a lack of demand. So inflation is not suggesting whatsoever that they need to tighten policy and the economy is screaming for support. So I think we we're probably in for for another cut or so uh during the course of this year.
0: If I had to ask you
1: to put a number to that cut? Uh probably another half a percent, yeah. Uh,
0: brilliant. Martin, thank you. I apologize about the line, but thank you for always being available and thank you for always just making things so clear and uh, understandable. Everything of the best and just keep safe.
1: Thanks. Same to you, Arnie. Thank you. Great.
0: And uh, that was Martin Ackerman, Chief Economist at Citadel and always available for the show. But just before we, go, we, just before we go to the ads, just to let you know that this community is known worldwide for staying together in times of crisis. Now is such a time. Please help the Ghev. Protect its vulnerable assets. Sorry. Please help the Ghev to protect its vulnerable residents, which are their assets, and assist families in desperate needs. <laughs> to donate. No contribution is too small. If you have a Tzedakah box, if you have a Pushka, if you have a money, whatever you want to call it, that's been lying there for years, please make sure it makes its way to the Ghev. Every single penny counts and yes, just think of what you spend at the shops and think of what things cost. A hundred rand, fifty rand. If you can donate, every penny goes to those who help. And as my two cents worth, you actually never know who you're helping. You never know the guy with the fancy car, the guy with the fancy house, might be being kept afloat right now by the by the chef. He's got the tables will turn and he will then be able to give back. But right now, you never know who's being helped. So please dig deep and give. We're a unique community. We all work together to help one another. You don't need to go looking as to where to give. It's right there in front of you. Please help the Ghev and please help our community. Thank you for listening and I wish everybody who's not well a Rufua Shlema a speedy and total recovery and everybody should just get well and everybody should be safe. Craig, DJ, thanks for pushing the buttons. We'll speak to you guys next week.